Hey everyone, how's your summer going? More Layers is back in business again. I'm Seth Mariano. I'm Jordan Smith. Yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, pretty rainy, at least in my suburb of Greece. Yeah, we've had a bit of rain here too. In fact, uh, I can verify that it was rainy in Greece as well because I was in that general area when I was working today. And at one point, it did get pretty bad. And uh, you were at the Greece Town Hall for the 4th of July? Uh, yeah, I went to an area in uh, the town of Greece for uh, fireworks. And I made a post asking if anybody else was there that we knew. Uh, nobody said anything at the time that I saw. But afterwards, people were saying that they were there as well. So, yeah, I know. Um, um, I saw Hannah Cahill there, who's been a part of Artists Unlimited along with us. Yep. Yeah. And um, um, from what I've heard, uh, there might be a show this year, this fall, depending on, uh, I guess, I guess some um, protocol or whatever. There, it's possible, I guess. Yes, supposedly there was a good probability that we'd be doing something, but it certainly by no means is guaranteed, so it could still not happen. And considering it's mid-July and they still haven't said anything, as far as I know, I'm not going to hold my hopes up too high. Understandable. Uh, what was I going to say? Um... Well, either way, either way, it appears that uh, that the, there's not much strict protocol in New York, COVID-wise anymore. Uh, not really. Uh, there's not really any like, as far as I know, any more mask requirements except except if like someone in the in my school district is is like uh, working with customers uh, then. They'll require one, but other than that, I I don't know of any. Yeah, from what I understand, there aren't too many uh, general rules out there anymore for like COVID or masks or whatever. But there will still be uh, specific locations that might ask about it. Like um, uh, at my job, they are saying that those of you who got a vaccine for COVID at least two weeks ago do not have to wear a mask while working. And I, as of right now, still haven't gotten one. Uh, I might soon, and the only reason I might do that is because there's somebody I'm working with to get an acting demo reel done, and he was telling me that it would probably make things easier or everybody involved would just be a lot more comfortable if all the people involved had the vaccination so they wouldn't have to worry too much about all the different uh, rules and such that they have to follow for COVID. So really it just depends on where you are and what you're doing. All right. So uh, can you tell us anything about the, uh, about the rule that you're working on the demo reel? Yeah, uh, so it, it's kind of like 
like a resume, but in video form. Like it, the way it works is that they will film me in short little acting scenes or whatever, and then kind of put them together so that when they're distributed, people who are looking for actors for bigger projects eventually will hopefully see my reel and be like, hey, this guy's good. Let's hire him. So really, it's a way for possible uh, like film employers or what have you to be able to see what I can do so they can have a better idea of whether or not to hire me. It's, it's kind of like a preview. All right. Well, <laughs> let's, uh, well, I guess um, you'll see ghosts. Yeah, we haven't gotten like really started yet, but uh, we're hoping to meet very soon if we can to like go over the details of like the contract or like where we're going to shoot, what we're going to be shooting, who we're shooting with. Then we'll go from there and hopefully it'll go smoothly overall. Can you tell us any of uh, the dialogue that you think you're going to do? Uh, they sent me a few weeks ago a kind of a first draft for the first part that we're working on. And my character, for the most part, won't be speaking until towards the end of the scene itself. And I think what they're going for, and I completely understand this, is they want employers to get a sample of how I can act when I don't speak. Because a lot of good actors, they can get messages across without speaking or um, like they can just emote very well, which actually kind of ties in a little bit to what we're going to be talking about today. One of the things that, um, that I, I, I can tell you from my experience was stressed in artists unlimited and when i did shrek like was reacting or reactions they may have you know coached us on how to deliver lines and you know i got that but then they, uh, but then they stressed one talking point or another about you know to you know, non-verbally react and to stuff going on that might have not directly involved your own character right. but we're on stage and they would want to see you stage a sort of reaction yeah having a reaction to anything that's going on or anything that's being said is very important they always are telling me like you don't just want to be standing there doing nothing because then it takes you out of the character and then people won't be as invested. So if you react to whatever's going on at the time in some fashion, it comes across a lot more authentic. If you were to ask me people, I'd probably say, you know, you know, you know, don't let like the focuses on, on certain subjects, um, throw off if you know what I mean you know don't just wait for your part to come you know you know yeah. be be all there you know, whenever you're in the scene 
Yeah, like uh, returning to uh, when we did Shrek, there is a song right before the end of the first half, like the first act, where Dalton, who played Shrek, he had a song that for the first two thirds, he's pretty much the only one singing. And I'm sitting behind him, almost directly behind him. So there were probably a good chunk of people who couldn't even see me. But just in case there were people that did, and you might even be able to see this on the DVD copy, I was at least trying to react to anything he was saying. Like, it was like, I could be a poet or something along that line, and I'd be back there like, yeah, there you go. Kind of supporting him as he was getting more into the music. I imagine that must have been difficult, you know, now, to keep your focus and be motivated to do that when uh, you don't have when it's not your turn to, to sing or whatever. Uh, it can be difficult, especially if you're not given a lot to do. Like at the time, until I started singing, I was kind of just sitting on a rock behind him. So potentially I could have just sat there, looked like I was listening intently, but I felt like, you know, adding a little bit more movement, especially for the people further back in the audience, they would at least be able to see something like, oh, he's actually really invested in what he's saying. I like this. Yeah. So um, I found out on checkiday.com that um, today is the 66th anniversary of the opening of Disneyland in California. Was the one in California open first before the one in Florida? Yeah, I think it's uh, like um, about like 15, 20 years older than Disney World Florida is. And Dis Disney World has been around now for... Actually, I think it's about 50 years. I think this was their um, 50th anniversary, I think. Unless I'm thinking of something else that they were doing. Yeah, I think it opened in 71. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to look at that because I'm not entirely sure. Disney World was pretty much a kind of a way of, um, of making the Disney park experience more accessible to people on the other side of the country. True. Because you really wanted more Americans to, you know, you know, consume that. Yeah. I mean, anyone who's near like the Northeastern border, like we are, or pretty much like anyone towards the middle North area to like the Northeast of the U S are probably going to have the longest trek to get to either one because one's all the way on the west coast and then the other one's right on the southeast. So they're pretty much at the opposite end from where we are. I've heard it's the Anaheim parks are, well, the Anaheim location is smaller than the Orlando. Okay. Can't really offer an honest comment about Disneyland, California, because I have not been there. I've never even 
as far as I know, shut foot on the West Coast, at least not yet. But if if I do, it might be interesting one day. Okay. Yeah, I haven't been to the California one either. I've been to the one in Florida a while ago, so it's probably been significantly updated since then. But yeah, I, I can't say much about the California one. How long ago was it the last time you were down there in Orlando? I went to Disney World when I was six. So that was around 2002, 2003. So that was about 18-ish years ago. Okay. And of course, Disney has come out with a lot more stuff since then, so they've probably added a lot more uh, attractions and such based on those things. Yeah, yeah, I've heard the, about them developing uh, a new Tron ride. Um, I think they might have a new Guardians of the Galaxy attraction or something. It was either, was it Disney World or was it Universal that had that? It might have been Disney World. I'll have to think about that because I did hear that they were coming out with the new one I just couldn't remember where yeah I think uh, well because Disney owns Marvel it would probably make more sense yeah that would make more sense uh, I could have sworn uh, Universal had something like that before but I could be wrong I know they have other things like uh I think they still have Jurassic Park, Jaws. I believe they still have Harry Potter stuff there, don't they? You know, I've not uh, yet into the Universal Park. I think I would like to, though. Yeah, I'm uh, probably going to... I don't know why I'm saying probably. I already got the tickets. Uh, I'm going to be heading down to Universal around like the first second week of december so i'll be able to check some of these places out and see what's there well good good for you yeah all right so our main topic for this week is can instrumentals work with lyrics by that we mean i mean can something that was written as a sort of instrumental composition work with lyrics added in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought of um, just a couple of examples. My biggest one, in a, in a sense, because, because this encompass, this encompasses, that's the there word. There you go. I'm starting off talking about a series of songs by a YouTube artist um, who goes by screen name Golden Tusk. Some of you may know he pretty kind of burst onto the internet scene with his with with his little um, um, sort of recording of the Superman '70s movie theme with his own original lyrics added in. My personal favorites are like his themes for Jaws, Harry Potter, and Mission Impossible. You know, 
He's done a bunch, a bunch. He's done those. He's done Terminator, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, like a kind of just about all the nostalgic blockbuster classics he's done songs for. Oh wow! I yeah, I'll have to see what other kind of work he's done because I hadn't really thought about that before. Overall, I think he does good. For me, this is just. What he does is not just some goofy lyrics that happen to be paired or that he happened to pair up with familiar movie themes. His lyrics, I think, actually work because they're very descriptive of the plots, more or less. And uh, and they work well with the rhythm and with the melody. And yeah, yeah, so I think that's an example of instrumentals being able to work with lyrics okay yeah the uh, first thing that came to my mind when we uh were talking about this topic beforehand uh was uh, a lot of disney soundtracks or really if you think about it a lot of soundtracks for films in general because i noticed that a lot of them what they will do is on the CD-ROM, they will have all the songs in with the lyrics first, kind of in order of where they were in the film, and then they'll go back and do all the instrumental ones on the later part of the disc, or uh, wherever you're listening to the music. So when I was listening to like the Beauty and the Beast soundtrack, or the Aladdin soundtrack, and they got to the instrumental stuff, I was thinking, it would be really interesting to see what some of these songs would sound like if they actually had words put to them. And then another thing that came to my mind was Hunchback of Notre Dame, which doesn't, I don't know if they have too many instrumental tracks, but some of the songs that they have, they're sung in a different language, which is kind of like listening to an instrumental song because you don't know what they're saying anyway. But, yeah, I, I just felt like that was an interesting extension to what we're talking about here. Because it's like, if you don't know what they're saying, you can kind of put your own words to the song itself. Like, um, like the track, I believe, in Hunchback is called Sanctuary, where like he jumps out of the building to rescue Esmeralda and bring her back up just to keep her safe and i believe they're singing i think it's in latin i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure and it's like i don't know what they're saying but it sounds really cool and i can only wonder what would happen if they had english lyrics to it so was it like a like a latin chant yeah they were saying something in latin in the background of the song like it wasn't the most focused on thing in the track itself but you could still definitely hear it you just couldn't understand it because it was in a different language there was just one other example i thought about i don't know if this counts or not because because um lyrics i'm not sure whether um this was originally written as an instrumental uh i thought of 
Beethoven's Ode to Joy, which okay. I think I think might have been originally instrumental, though I'm not sure, but I feel it might be. Oh, you're looking it I'm up? Not, yeah, I was about to say, while you were saying that, I was going to see if I could quickly find anything. Uh, yeah, supposedly, there's Ode to Joy, instrumental song by Beethoven. Okay, so I guess I was right then. It sounds like there's at least instrumental versions. Um, I don't know if it started out that way, though. I guess I like to think because uh, I guess because he's mostly, if not entirely, associated with instrumentals. So that I guess was my first guess for that reason. Uh, it okay. sounds like I was right. So, um, I think I think this was um, uh, there was something written for the movie Sister Act Two. Um, no, no, you're familiar with it. Joyful, joyful, yeah. Uh, where they, um, uh, where they wrote lyrics to go with the melody of the like, main section, if if that's how how you could say it. Oh, yeah. to draw by by Beethoven. Yeah, it was kind of like a like a hip hop remix, like a sort of like a hip hop hybrid sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and and um, uh, I think it was probably years after that somebody came out, uh, like a worship corporate worship artist who came out with uh, something, um, a song, joyful, joyful, with, uh, with um, with um, the melody of the first couple bars paired with basically the same lyrics for the verses, and then. And then an original melody for the chorus and original lyrics for that. Oh. And uh, it, it works at least okay, I think. I think you could probably you could probably look it up and find it on Google or something. It, I've heard it in church and it it's um I'm not sure if I really I don't think because it was pretty obvious. I think it was really obvious to me what 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 the composers or whoever were doing with this. Sure. So for that reason, I probably was never into it, but it at least works okay, I guess. Okay, yeah. I when we were uh, originally picking out this uh, topic, I was kind of bringing this up to Seth that it'd be an interesting topic to. Uh, speak about because I've actually kind of done this myself before because there yep. was a YouTube channel that I followed for a while that took songs or remixes from a game called Sonic Generations which was a game celebrating the 20th anniversary of Sonic the Hedgehog and they redid a lot of like stages of levels from previous games, which meant they did remixes of the songs that went with those stages. And most of them, in fact, I'm pretty sure, I wasn't about to say all of them, but most of them uh, did not have lyrics, but he had this 
this guy, he did a YouTube channel that had a bunch of videos that was like, what if this song from the game had lyrics? And then he would take the track and add his own vocals to it. And it sounded really good. So then I tried it once and personally, I thought it turned out okay. And then people really, at least one or two people, they seem to get my inspiration from this guy because they're like, hey, this sounds a lot like this guy. Have you heard of him? It's like, actually, yes. This is where I got my inspiration from. Yeah, I think if, um, if, you, can, if you can carry a melody and, and whatever with your voice and, and, uh, and you can sing something that, something that really works with the melody... Because uh, not just anything mixes, I don't think. Yeah, you if you can if you can do that, um, then you've probably done something right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So those were the only examples I know that I could think of, really. Well, I couldn't think of too many specific examples, but one thing that I did say was that I've seen several bands or composers, whatever you want to call them, that are known for their epic instrumental music. And two that came to my mind, they were called Immediate Music and Two Steps from Hell. And they both done songs, which were instrumentals, that I can really only describe as like the epic music you'd hear in the trailer for an action movie. And I could definitely see with how these songs are written. I could definitely see people putting their own lyrics to these songs that would really work. Like they set themselves up for lyrics, but they just don't officially have any. Like they weren't, well, they weren't maybe composed with lyrics in mind, but uh, they naturally have a lyrical feel yeah i mean a few of them especially on immediate music's part they will technically have vocals in the background but from what i understand it doesn't really sound like they're saying anything they're just hitting certain notes so really the vocals are just another instrument thrown in there if you've got like like one like melody instrument, I guess leading, uh, leading the thing, leading the performance, with with um some melody notes that stick out, uh, out then inevitably in someone's mind, mind you're gonna probably plant a lyrical idea. Yeah, definitely. Like I I think I've brought this up multiple times on the show before, but. One thing that I personally like doing when I'm listening to pretty much any musical track, whether it has lyrics or not, is kind of envision a scenario that would go well with that song. And if I were to write lyrics to any of those songs, then the scenarios that I'm picturing in my head would probably be a great motivator for the kinds of lyrics that I would throw in. Just just as a side note, uh, for those okay. who are watching the video version, you might notice that I'm looking a lot to the side right now. 
The only reason for that is because the uh, rain has been picking up a little bit on and off again, and some of it is coming through the top of my window right now. Like, it's not bad, but it, it's just leaking through a little bit, and there's like a constant little tap, and I'm just making sure it's not, like, causing any problems. So oh, I yeah, yeah. I'd no, ju no judgment. Yeah, I figured I'd just clarify for those who may be watching. It's like, why does he keep looking over there? Yeah. Probably one thing I would like to see that I would probably enjoy hearing Golden Tusk do. Maybe, maybe I don't know if he really does these movie theme things much or at all anymore. I mean, they're still available to watch, but I don't, I don't know if he really, you know, really is, has continued to do them. But one th either way, one thing I would probably enjoy is maybe maybe him kind of experimenting a little a, a little more more going outside just movie themes and probably doing stuff with with TV themes or even or even with um, song songs that have lyrics that were popularized by certain movies and maybe uh, and maybe throwing his own lyrics in maybe to kind of recreate plot points of that movie or whatever, you know? Yeah. I've seen some people do that. And, uh, which, which kind of makes me think of something else too, because there were a bunch of YouTubers that I follow that have done a lot of song covers or what have you based on songs from Anna excuse me, different animes. And a lot of those will start out in a different language, those songs. And I'll look up different English covers that these YouTubers have. And oftentimes the lyrics, while the message can be relatively the same, the lyrics themselves are often a bit different. So it's like, it's interesting to see how each person puts their own lyrical spin on it. Like, uh, one, one example that I particularly thought of was, like, like maybe, like, a Karate Kid franchise thing where they do, um, there's a song that plays, uh, during, uh, during the tournament at the end of the first movie called, uh, uh, called You're the Best, You're the Best, that plays during the karate tournament. Right. And maybe, maybe use that to, like, maybe, maybe promote promote the Cobra Kai show and sort of show show the two sides of the battle. You get the Miyagi-Do dojo and the Cobra Kai dojo clashing, debating. Yeah. And uh, Cobra Kai is expected to premiere its fourth season. Um, I, I believe they said the fourth quarter of this year, so maybe... October through December, somewhere in that range. And, yeah, that uh, sounds about right. Yeah. So, so, um, and it was nominated for a Prime Emmy for Outstanding Comedy, though uh, I consider it a dramedy, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, uh, that's a good nomination. It's about to say, any awards that people get, I'm sure they won't complain about getting, at least for the most part. 
Well, um, thanks everyone for listening or watching, and uh, um, we'll be back maybe next week with something new. And uh, in the meantime, enjoy all of our episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Facebook. Yeah, and if you think of any different uh, instrumental songs that exist that we didn't really touch upon or even reference, please let us know. Or, hey, if you've created lyrics to songs that don't have lyrics originally, please send them to us. We'd like to see it. Yeah, we encourage you to talk to us. Definitely. All right. Until next time, we are more layers. And again, and see you next time. So long, everyone.